Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. We're changing themes this month. We're using Ernest Holmes' book, Can We Talk to God? And uh, I will just lay my hidden agenda out for you for this month since uh, I'm not very good at hiding things. Anyway, my thought is this month, we'll actually get to know our idea of God better. It's one of uh, the easiest of Ernest Holmes' books to read. If you're ever unsure, you know, how would I maybe introduce someone to this philosophy? Or is there a book you could recommend to brand new people? This is one of them. Um, Very easy to read. You can read it like in a weekend. Uh, Pure Ernest Holmes. And he starts, as we're going to start today, with this idea of talking to God. Now, when I mentioned to my uh, partner that was the title and that's what we were going to be talking about today, he kind of looked at me. He gave me that look. And he said, oh, you mean like at Debbie's church? Well, Debbie is our our housemate, and she goes to an evangelical Christian church. And uh, and Daniel's idea of what we might be doing today is the spirit would come upon me, and I would speak in tongues. And I I had to uh, confess that I don't actually know how to do that. So, uh, So you're safe. No worries. But, you know, think about it for a moment. Some of the religious practices around the world, there really is a sense, maybe more than what we have, of literally God physically being in the room, having uh, her or his presence, um, you know, speak through you or or living in part of what you do. And, uh, And I gotta tell you, there's a huge power in that, right? I think that sometimes we get this idea of God so far away from us, so uh, distant, that the idea of having a personal relationship with it seems like a foreign thing. And so this month, I want to try to reverse that trend if I can. Um, And in fact, I'll tell tell you a kind of a bad story on myself. Hopefully, I'll be redeemed. But uh, the bad story was, uh, so, you know, I've been teaching foundations class for years and years, and uh, a couple years ago in the fall foundations class, well, uh, the first segment we talk about what God is, and I try my best to paint a picture of God just as big as I'll get out, as big as you can imagine. The whole universe, I say, is part of God. And then in week two, we talk about the idea that our thoughts become things, that in a way, God almost acts as our servant or as kind of a collaborator with us, and, and our and our thoughts are outpictured as part of our experience in the world. And there was this uh, one um, fairly young woman, she was in her 20s in the class, and I noticed at the break time after week two, she was kind of off by herself looking a little grim, a little almost close to tears. And I said, so so what's up? Um, you know, is this... Uh, is this striking you in, a, in an odd way? It certainly might be a different way of looking at God, but what's up for you? And she said, well, it seems like you've invited me to throw away my old idea of God. And of course, where I went with that was the guy on the sky giving commandments that's punishing. I'm thinking, well, maybe that would be a good thing to give up. Might be better to have an idea of God that's more loving and more uh, inclusive, if you will. But no, what she said was, when she first started going, 
um, to church and in Sunday school, um, the, the teacher described God as like having sweet baby Jesus on your shoulder. And she said she had grown up with this idea of a loving presence that was with her always, just as though the sweet baby Jesus, the Lord of peace and love, was just right there, just sitting on her shoulder. If she needed comfort, if she needed a positive word, if she needed uh, that feeling of being supported and loved, right there. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, we're not trying to undo that, right? We're not trying to take away any of the personalness of what we would feel about the divine. We're not trying to say that this this spiritual uh, essence of the universe can't be personalized or represent a force of love at all. And so I I tried my best, of course, to, to explain to her, no, this isn't about undoing some of our useful and good pictures of God at all. It's about just supplementing it, if you will. It's about the idea of making it a a bigger, more complete picture of God, including spiritual principles and other pieces of it. And I, you know, we got through the class fine, and, and I think she enjoyed the foundations class. But I want to spend this month talking about that more personal idea of God. And we're going to start with the idea of how we actually talk to God. And and here's where you can become very afraid because I'm going to ask for audience participation. <laughs> <laughs> so if any of you have a pretty good relationship with God, would you, would you be willing to share it just in a few words? How do you speak to God? How does God show up in your life? Any takers? Don't be afraid. I might just pick someone unless we have volunteers. All right, yes. Gotcha. The guidance will come through in multiple different diverse forms, mm-hmm. which is all God. Mm-hmm. Which is all God. So I really clued into guidance in any form because I can recognize it. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and so the dialogue is different than the you know talking. Although if you can speak, it doesn't matter. That's just the manifestation. Uh huh. Yeah. But 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 then it's it's the listening mode and and the anticipation of that wonderful guidance that will come through. Thank you. So what she's saying of course is we can just speak our mind. We don't even need to speak it aloud, right? If God is everywhere, that includes uh, being privy to our own thoughts, our own ways of expression. So whether it's verbal or just in our mind, of course we can speak to God. And a perfect example, we can look for the the signs and messages in the world, in our mind, and things that that come to us. We we will get that kind of response. Anyone else want to talk briefly? Yeah, in the back there. Uh-huh. And it's just for me personally, it's become pretty hard to deny that um, there is, even when I was out there using it, like there was something like protecting me, and then now that like I almost like lost the direction, like putting good out there, mm-hmm. um, just everything is just lining up and good is coming back. Mm-hmm. So
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So, so what she's saying, well, she's saying a couple really important things. One is that we can actually see and communicate with God as God directs us out in the world. That, that when we have that sense of looking for the positive nature in life, God will respond to you and, uh, and, 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 uh, and is there indeed to, to comfort. And then, of course, the other piece of it, thank you very much, just mentioning the idea of meditation or, or going quiet to listen for that still small voice. Absolutely a wonderful way. I want to talk um, in general about kind of three approaches to this idea of communication with God. The first one, uh, again, <laughs> I probably talk too much about what I'm going to do on Sunday with my partner because uh, uh, he said, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> so the first thing I want to talk about, which I do think talk, uh, counts, is we talk to one another, Right. You know, part of God's world is the world of humanity. If you think of our metaphysical chart up there on the, on, on the wall where we kind of divide God into three aspects, one of the aspects, the bottom part of the chart, is our form, is us. We're part of God. And so when we are speaking to other people, it's God speaking to God. Now think about this one for a minute, because if you're like me, sometimes it might not entirely sound like God. <laughs> right? Sometimes we have our bad days. But I would tell you, we more than balance that out. Most of the times in our lives, we have loving and gentle thoughts. We're with our friends and family, and we're sharing that close connection, that kind of communication that's beautiful. And whether it's at work or whether it's at home, whether it's with people on the street or people we know really well, by and large, what is it? It's a message of love. It's a message of inclusion. It's a message that says, my soul is here to talk to your soul. So I think that absolutely counts as communication with God. And I will tell you the other thing when I was writing this talk that it reminded me is if I approach a situation with that in mind, if when I'm going to talk to the boss, maybe who's been on my case, or if I uh, am in a position of talking to a loved one that maybe hasn't been so loving recently, when I approach it with the idea of God talking to God, all the difference, right? It's like, what God, what would God really say in this situation? Is it a, really a time for anger or is it a time for collaboration? Is it a time for, um, um, you know, trying to work things out like an argument? Or is it time to work things out like two intelligent human beings that simply have different opinions? Do you get the difference there? So, so one of the ways you talk to God, if you're willing, is just make sure that your words are God-like and you are God doing the talking. It's a story of love and inclusion. It's a story of friendship and hope. We all have that. We all can communicate that. Okay, the next piece of it is what we really were teaching that night in foundations class, which removed a little bit of the intimacy, and that's talking to God just as a spiritual principle. So one of the things we do here often on Sunday is talk about spiritual principles. We'll talk about the law of attraction. We'll talk about um, the cause and effect. We'll talk about some of the situations, if you will, or, or mechanical aspects of God. It's just kind of the way it works. When we put out love and light, we 
tend to get love and light back, you know, that idea of the law of attraction, for instance. Now that also, though, if you think about it, is a full communication, isn't it? So we are putting out our messages, and whether we're doing it through a prayer, whether we're putting out our messages, just kind of a vibe. Is everyone familiar with the idea of a vibe? Have you, have you ever talked about people, oh, she has such a good vibe. I know I'm probably like being 60s or something, so, so forgive me here. But, but I think we have that idea, don't we, that people kind of send out a feeling about themselves, and sometimes we can tell that it's good, and sometimes oh, I, I get kind of a funny feeling around that person, right? Well, that also is part of God's community. Communication. You are, through your prayers, through uh, other non-spoken things, are putting out there into the law, into those spiritual principles, awaiting, if you will, a response. Right? And so the other half of that communication is God giving you a response. Now, sometimes it's easy to notice what it is, right? Sometimes you'll get an answer and you'll go, oh, yeah, right? You'll give a prayer uh, or, or uh, think of God in terms of abundance and amazing that, you know, the next day is when your Oregon refund comes in the mail or something like that. Sometimes you get this real sense of communication. Other times, more subtle, Right? Other times you have to really kind of think about it and it's more of an inward answer that comes to you. Okay, so the, that kind of takes care of the middle part of that chart, the, the idea of responding and speaking to God with the idea of using those laws perhaps for our benefit or at least maybe undoing some of the things we've done that have caused us harm in the past. We might tweak those and change those as part of our response. Okay, the last part of it, I think, is more what, uh, uh, what my roommate Debbie gets into at her church, and that is the idea, really, that we can be as close to God as you would be to one of your relatives and, and have that sense of belonging and feeling that sense of closeness and intimacy, and, of course, you can have that. Now, how do we go about doing that? I think it probably starts from being quiet enough to get the listening down first. So many of us have days that are so filled with busyness and things to do that our mind is constantly filled with noises that are gonna be louder, at least initially, than the still, small, sweet voice of spirit. So, this is, first of all, a call maybe for us to find a time during maybe every day when we turn off the TV, we turn off the radio, uh, and whether you want to think of it as meditation or whether you just want to think of it as being in the silence for a bit, that is how we begin opening ourselves up to actually feeling the divine, to that sense of there being something larger than just ourselves and we can actually tap into it. We can actually become a friend with it. We can actually feel it in our heart. And uh, the other thing, of course, we can do is we can begin cultivating that idea. We say that God is an inside job in the science of mind, right? We're not trying to send communication to some impossibly far off, you know, gentleman in the cloud or, or something like that. So sometimes just getting quiet and, and visualizing your own divinity, just thinking about your own self sitting in the majesty that is God will make that connection in a powerful way.
Now, how does God answer back? Who here feels they have a good sense of intuition? So you're all listening to God, good, right? Have you ever thought about it? Intuition is God speaking to us. And so is that sense of the gut feeling. I know for some of us guys, we, we maybe don't think of it so much as intuition, but if you ever ask a guy, well, did you have a gut feeling about that? Often they'll say, well, that's the same thing too. We just, you know, guys tend to think of it a little differently than intuition, but nearly everyone knows that answers to questions that they could never come up with on their own will sometimes come to us. That a a feeling about someone absolutely turns out to be right. That we'll just know that our our sister is gonna call us today and she does. You know, those things that we really can't explain, that is God communicating with you too. That's up at that top part of the chart where, where wisdom, where love, where joy, where peace, all of those fundamental characteristics of God reside we can tap into that aspect of God as well. And we generally do it, I think, in contemplation, in meditation, and just simply sitting in the quiet, allowing your imagination and your intuition to become engaged. So can you guess what your homework is going to be um, for this week? You know I love to assign homework, and, uh, and this one is uh, both easier and harder than um, some other assignments I've given you. So this whole month, we're going to be talking about our relationship to God, and I would like for this first week for you to evaluate how it's going. So it might be a good journaling exercise, it might be a good contemplation exercise, but the idea is... How is your relationship with God going? Do you feel a personal connection? Do you have a sense of God to be there on your side or, or to be a collaborator in this grand thing called life? Uh, do you still maybe visualize God as kind of a disembodied uh, super presence? You know, what, what is your current framework, your current relationship with God. And my hope is we'll kind of check in with this at the end of the month. And my idea is maybe we'll we'll have expanded a little bit. Maybe we'll have a a greater feeling of what it is um, to be one with that presence and power. All right. So homework, simple and yet tricky. What is my relationship to God like right now? And you might even be also thinking about, and would I like to change that? Would I like to feel closer to it? Would I like a greater sense of participation with it? Would I like to uh, have a kind of a warmer feeling about it? So give that some thought too. I'm gonna close today with a a quote um, from this marvelous book. Here's what Ernest Holmes says about this idea of talking with God. And so we learn to go deeply into ourselves and to speak as though there were a presence there, a presence which knows. And we should take the time to unearth this hidden cause, to penetrate this inner chamber of our own consciousness, which but a few people perhaps even realize exists. It is most worthwhile to talk to the universal spirit when we talk the right way. Do not talk at it, talk to it, Sense and feel that it is within you, that it is on your side, that the approach to it is direct through your own consciousness, that it 
is just as conscious of you as you are of it. This is fundamental to the understanding of the science of mind. There is a spirit which knows. This is God. This spirit which knows us, knows us. It corresponds, it responds, it flows through us. Whatever intelligence we have is in it, and it is in us. Let us pray. There is one power, one presence, one joy, and one life. There's this one huge thing called God that encompasses all. It is the all. It is the one. And I know that includes me. I know that I am an individualized center of that intelligence. I know that my consciousness is part of the overall consciousness of God. And as it is true for me, I know it is true for each person in this room. And today, I would like to add that there is that capability of each of us to feel that power and presence, not just as a a kind of disembodied spirit, but rather something intimate that resides within us, a, a connection and a communication with something that's like love, that's like joy, that's like peace, that ability to feel that God is on our side always, God's a part of us always, and that there is an intimacy there that we can tap into. And so for this knowledge, I'm grateful for this ability to see that higher power in terms of familiarity and friendship. I give great thanks. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. So glad you were here today. Thanks. I think we're going to have fun this month. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and to make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at www.pcsl.us slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.